I'm doing this practice where everything that happens in my environment, I am co-creating that or creating that. And I'm bringing everything back to myself. I'm looking at it. How am I responding? How am I feeling? By bringing everything back to self, I'm able to really see what it's bringing up in me. And the main reason I'm doing this is also becoming a mum has really encouraged me to do this process regularly because I want to embody the things that I want to teach my child. I'm your host, Arabelle, and welcome to Being Human. In terms of parenthood, I'm just in the beginning stage. I've been on this personal transformation path for the past 10 years as well. However, when Eli came, I realized that there was so much stuff that I thought I healed, but still there. One thing that I'm so passionate about is not telling him what to do, but embodying the things that I want to see in him so that he can watch and learn and he's watching and learning. We as parents put on our children a lot of stuff that came from our own childhood that necessarily may not match who the child is. So our children may need something else from us, but because of how we grow up, we put on them stuff that comes from our childhood. And if we're not careful, we can hurt their spirit, we can hurt their soul because we damage them by our expectations, by our fantasy. Most of us were raised in this traditional way where our parents just expected things of us and just commanded us to be who they wanted us to be. So it then takes a lot from us to go on a journey to undo all of that and to find our true self. The paradigm shift is about conscious parenting. So the question is, how do we consciously parent our children? Do we learn what our traumas are and what our wounds are, what our patterns are first, and then go and fix that and then show up in a different way? Or how do we do it on a daily basis? You know, we'll never end fixing ourselves. We'll never end healing ourselves. So Instead of doing it that way, what I encourage parents to do is not to look at this as a journey towards perfection, but instead look at it, how it shows up in the present moment. So if something shows up in the present moment, not to turn away from that reflection, but to turn toward it and ask that reflection that the child is showing to you, ask it, you know, what do I need to learn right now? What about this dynamic is about me and turning the spotlight to ourselves helps shift the blame of the child. You know, so conscious parenting is always looking at the reflection of the present moment and finding a way to grow. Always trying to grow from the present moment. You don't have to be perfect, but you have to be willing to grow from the present moment. There's a lot of self-awareness that's required and in order for us to help that kind of self-awareness, we need to really practice being in the present because that's the only place that we can be aware of our own patterns and our thoughts and our reactions and our triggers. With Eli, what I realized was that was only when he was a couple of months old. And, you know, I started reading books and I started talking to my other mom friends and they said, you need to set up routines. You need to set up these things. And it's, it's good that they were telling me to do those things. And that probably was working for them or is working for them. I'm not sure. But I started to follow that. And I was like, okay, 
Six o'clock, he eats. Six thirty, he showers. Seven o'clock, he goes to bed, and then he needs to sleep. I found out pretty early on when he was only a few months old that that doesn't work. You were putting an expectation on yourself and putting these strict schedules that were placing the, this pressure on your child and you. And it was cutting away your spontaneity. It was cutting away your flow. It was getting you anxious. You thought you were doing something wrong. And the minute we begin to put parenting into these boxes, we put pressure on ourselves, and then we feel like we're failing, and then we get angry with our children. And that was that night where I literally exploded—not at Eli, but just on my own because you know I was sleepless and all of that, and just the beginning of this motherhood journey. And I realized that, oh my God, I'm putting a lot of my expectations, exactly what you said, and control on him. And he's only a few months old. And that really got me thinking, oh my God, how should I continue parenting my child? A child's mind is not as developed, like even for us. Adults, we give meanings to experiences differently, and I sent him to daycare three days a week. And every time I drop him off, he would cling onto me, he would cry, and that breaks my heart. But then I'm thinking, is he gonna think that I'm abandoning him? And so I'm like, what do I do? Children like five to thirteen, they believe that the universe revolves around them. So if anything goes wrong in the home, like mommy has a migraine, uh, the cat got hit by a car, anything goes wrong, the kid thinks there's something wrong with me. If I were perfect, then my parents would have gotten divorced. Then the car accident wouldn't have happened. Then this bad thing wouldn't have happened. And that's really interesting because what that shows up later in life, that shows up as low self-esteem, and that shows up as not good enough. I'll be happy when I have this car. I'll be happy when I have this or whatever. And anybody who says that will never be happy, because there's something called a hedonic treadmill, where once you sate a desire, it gets replaced by another desire. Parenting's the most difficult job in the world. There's no perfect way to instill what you're trying to do, because they're they're actually not mutually exclusive. But the the perfect balance is by, between instilling healthy self-esteem, but not narcissism. And then healthy self-regulation, but not like OCD crazy, you know. So in some ways, you know, you want to be loving and you want to empower the child so that it can branch out on its own. And also, you want to allow it to assimilate discipline in a loving way. Parenting comes in in waves. So I think that my parents' generation after World War II was very oppressive. Right, they weren't coddling at all, and people like me have really good self-regulation. Right, I treat kids today whose parents are my age, and the parents seem super cool to me, but the parents are extremely laissez-faire. So there was like this one ethos of parenting because we we're scared. So th there was a parenting style then. And then now there's another parenting style. There's no perfect parenting, you know. It's the hardest job in the world, but you really have to sit there and engage those young minds in a in a way where you're empowering them and to make healthy decisions about their lives, and you're showing up in a way so that 
you know, they get there that like, I'm lovable, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not unworthy. Like I, I, they, they love me. They care about me. They, they put a little structure on my life, but not too much. You know, we see a lot of parents putting control on children, how they show up, how they walk, how they talk, how they eat, how they do things. So what is that control and how can parents let go of that control so that they can actually create that deeper connection and that, you know, symbiotic relationship with their child. Yeah, it's really to take a pause and even be aware of that control. Like you said, most parents are not even aware that they're putting all this control on their children. So it's to step back and take that pause and ask oneself, why am I being so controlling in this moment? What are my fears? And typically the fear will be of comparison, of not being good enough, of not being like your friends, like your neighbors, or even more ignorant things like, I don't want my kid to grow up to be a criminal, but the kid is one year old, you know? So we put all these grown up fears on our children because we don't know how to let go. We don't know how to live in the present moment. We don't know how to not have fear, but to have abundance and gratitude. When we have abundance and gratitude, we can enter the present moment, moment by moment, without imposing on it all these rules and expectations. Because when these, when these expectations don't come true, then we break down and we lose it. When you love something so much, there's a fear. And that's something that I experience as a new mother almost on a daily basis right now is the fear of losing the baby or worrying that he might trip and fall. And I feel that my body is in constant state of emergency because I'm always in fear and I've been trying to regulate that. It's been pretty challenging. So what would you say to not just new moms, but all mothers who are so attached to their children? When we love somebody, we're not addicted to them and fear of loss of them. We love them to be able to be free to be who they are. And we've confused infatuation with love. So if you did the Demartini method on your child, if you ask this, what specific trait, action or inaction does your child display or demonstrate that you perceive that you would fear the loss of? You would discover that you only fear the loss of the things you're infatuated with. You're gonna miss the things that you are infatuated with for the baby. And we sometimes confuse that part with love and then the other part we hate. And we think that love and hate are opposites, but the true love is a balance of things we like and dislike. And so if you have a child and you do the method and you actually neutralize some of the infatuations and actually take some of the resentments and bring the, the benefits to the things you resent and the drawbacks to the things you infatuate and level that out, You'd be surprised. You give your child the freedom to be more flexible, to be able to be with a father or to be able to be with a nanny or be with the kids. You, you, you have the freedom and you don't sit there and have it just consume your life. It's a, a respect and an understanding that the baby sometimes needs its space. You need your space. You give yourself permission to do that without the anxieties. Your child doesn't want to be put on a pedestal. You can't live up to the expectations of mothers that have fantasies about who they are. And it doesn't want to live in a pit. It wants to be loved for who it is. And who it is has things you like and dislike. You reduce the stress levels. And the child doesn't feel like it's causing you the stress. The child feels that just they're loved. I'm doing this practice where everything that happens in my environment, I am 
co-creating that or creating that. And I'm bringing everything back to myself. I'm looking at it, how am I responding? How am I feeling? And by bringing everything back to self, I'm able to really see what it's bringing up in me instead of pointing fingers at the other person. And the main reason I'm doing this is also becoming a mum has really encourage me to do this process regularly because I want to embody the things that I want to teach my child. So what do you think are the most important things as parents we should do on a daily basis so that we not only create a beautiful family, but also our children grow up balanced and happy? We as parents sometimes think we know best and we're going to impose values and we're going to teach them how to be da, 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 da. that's an autocratic dictatorial thing that creates revolutions in societies and it creates problems in the family people just want to be loved and appreciated for who they are that's it and they all want to make a difference and the way they make a difference is that they are expressing their unique set of values particularly according to their highest values clearly because that's where their uniqueness is that's where they get to make a difference in the world by being themselves I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't yet, please make sure you leave a five-star review on iTunes. That way I could bring more people to inspire you to live your best life. Take care and talk to you again in the next episode.